Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss hey now hey now and welcome back to the show where two childhood friends discuss their favorite childhood movies i'm emily sanford and i'm barney lee and whether it's iconic lines musical moments or just questionable outfit choices. The films you'll be hearing about on our show are unique in their own way. And today, in the second of our Christmas classic series, we are discussing Elf! Warning, this episode contains nostalgia and big love for narwhals. Bye, buddy. Hope you find your dad. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, there is no way... That you could float to New York on an iceberg now. Global warming. warming. You know what? If Greta was here, she'd say, How dare you? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not making fun of her. I love her. Literally, I think she's a living legend. (laughs) Did you know that the voice of the narwhal was Jon Favreau, the director of the movie? Okay, guys. I want you to do this take. (laughs) (laughs) That was a bit Barney the Dinosaur. Oh. Elf. It's a really, really good film. And like, it's absolutely cemented itself as a modern day Christmas classic. So this film was released on the 28th of November, 2003. And we are recording on the 26th of November, 2020. So we are about to hit the 17th anniversary of the film. Wow. Will Ferrell. So how old was he when he filmed this? Do we know? He's 53 now. So at the time of release, he was 36. Okay. And he was playing a 32-year-old. Yes. Which I don't really believe, because you and I are not too far off from 30. I'm like, oh, I hope Mm -hmm. I look a bit better than Will Ferrell. (laughs) (laughs) So Elf is a story of Buddy the Elf, played by Will Ferrell. And after discovering he's human... Buddy, who is a man but has been raised as an elf at the North Pole, he decides to travel to the Big Apple, New York City, to find his real father. And it's that classic kind of like fish out of water story of like this character in like a brand new environment and everything's different and it's kind of him trying to find his way and I was going to say adapt, but he really doesn't adapt. He just remains Buddy the Elf, basically. Yeah, he stays true to his crazy syrup on spaghetti ways. 
completely. I low-key kind of want to try it just to say that I've tried that. You know what's actually quite nice? When you go to McDonald's and you eat the fries and then you have a bit of strawberry milkshake after. That's an elite combination. Fried potato dipped in a strawberry milkshake. You don't get more Michelin star than that. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So let's talk about this film. It was directed by Jon Favreau, who is kind of like a Hollywood all-rounder. He writes, he directs he acts i loved him in the film chef yes i love chef that is such a good film he's also directed the lion king and jungle book and some of the avengers movies he was also pete becker in friends monica's really super rich boyfriend so as well as directing he was also the voice of the novel and he plays the doctor in Elf as well. It's nice. I like a little cameo. I love that scene. I actually thought Will Ferrell was eating marshmallows, but he's eating cotton wool. Oh. Mm. Well, it wasn't actually cotton wool. It was cotton candy that hadn't been dyed. So it looks like cotton wool, but it, it was fine. I don't know if anyone else can relate to this, but cotton wool stuck on glittery nail varnish. <laughs> That's oh. such a niche reference. Yeah, but when you're young, I feel like people will understand that. <laughs> Say, do you want to tell me a bit more about the cast and where they are now? Absolutely. So Will Ferrell plays Buddy the Elf. And as I mentioned, this was his first leading role in a movie. But a year later, he went on to star in Anchorman and then later Anchorman 2. He was also in Blades of Glory. I think he kind of found his way through Saturday Night Live. He was in like a whole bunch of sketches. And Most recently, what I loved him in was the Eurovision Song Contest movie. I've not seen this, the one on Netflix. Yes! Story of Fire Saga. It's really good. It's him and Rachel McAdams. Amazing. Okay, well, I've got to watch that. We also have James Kahn, who plays Buddy's dad, Walter. He is famous for being in The Godfather and Misery. This is like probably one of his first comedy films and he was great in it you've also got bob newhart who plays papa l (laughs) he starred in the bob newhart show which i guess was around him um he was also in er he had a recurring role in the big bang theory and he also had a bit part in one of the simpsons episodes so look out for that it's the episode where Krusty fakes his own death. We also have Edward Asner, who plays Santa. I mean, he's been in a ton of things, but the thing that really stood out for me, he voices Carl in Up, the Pixar (gasps) movie. What? So cute. One of my favourite actors is in Elf, which I hope you can tell us a bit more about. Faison Love. (laughs) So if anyone listened to our episode of Just My Luck in season one, we give Faison Love best supporting character because... He is just so funny in it. And his character, although smaller in Elf, he still has so many good moments. He plays the Gimbal's manager of the toy department. And fun fact, his name tag says Wanda. Does it? <laughs> like fairly odd parents. <laughs> yes! What? Yeah, oh, well, I wonder okay. what that's all about. You get, you see why I did that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, on Love, we love him. His comic timing all... is just chef's kiss. Yeah, chef's kiss. We also have Zoe Deschanel, who plays Jovi. I'm sorry. Good what name. the hell kind of name is Jovi? He's going to ask exactly the same thing. If you're following us on Hey Now, Hey Now Instagram, can you just... Tag a Jovi that you know. 
<laughs> the name Jovi is on par with Zooey. I know it's pronounced Zoe, but Zooey? Oh no. But yeah, Zoe Deschanel, she plays Jovi, Buddy's kind of love interest and one of the employees who works in the toy department at Gimbal's. She is known for playing Summer in 500 Days of Summer. She plays Jess in New Girl, which I know, Uh, Emily, you love. I love that series. She also voices a troll in Trolls, which I haven't seen. And then a, a couple more names. You've got Peter Dinklage, who plays Miles Finch. He is probably best known for his role in Game of Thrones. He plays yes. Lannister. I've never seen Game of Thrones! <laughs> I'm in the 1% of the world who's never seen Game of Thrones. But yeah, he plays Miles Finch in this movie. And I'm sorry, he can kind of get it. You know I love a strong brow. Okay. Miles Finch, he does have a good strong eyebrow game. He packs a punch, you know, beats up Buddy. A couple other names. We've got Mary Steenbergen, who plays Emily, Walter's wife. Her voice is so cute. She's honestly, like, such a lovely character. She has been in Curb Your Enthusiasm. She's been in Orange is the New Black. She was in Back to the Future 3, randomly. And she was also in Step Brothers. And she plays Will Ferrell's stepmom in that, which is nice. Amazing. And then the last actress that I wanted to just touch on is Amy Sedaris, who plays Deb, Waters PA, who is like hilarious in her own right. She is famous for being in Strangers with Candy. She has a role in Broad City and also Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. She plays <gasps> Mimi Canassis. Pinot Noir. I'm actually drinking a bit of red. I'm on the um the pink gin today. And I bought some frozen fruits to act as ice cubes. You drink and then you have a snack after. Exactly. And it's healthy, right? Because it's fruit. 100%. (laughs) So before we get into it, just a couple fun facts that I thought would be fun to to bring up. So did you know that Will Ferrell turned down $29 million to star in a sequel? So his reasoning is he thinks that the first film is so good and that the sequel would kind of water it down and... People would still play it at Christmas. They would, because they only play Elf at Christmas anyway. £29 million. I'm sorry. If it flopped, you could buy a Santa sleigh and some reindeer to just gallop you away into the distance and you'd never have to see anyone again. You'd be that rich. (laughs) Oh, no! I know. (laughs) And also, like, if you're so intent on not being in it, you know, make yourself one of the writers so that you you can make sure that the script is good enough. You know? Also, did you know that this screenplay was kind of floating around since the 90s? And apparently Jim Carrey was originally pegged to play Buddy the Elf. So I think the Grinch was the year after so he got his christmas moment and i think he would have done a really good job as buddy the elf but i can't see jim carrey having the same amount of like heart in his character will farrell when he acts he's got a very straight face and his delivery is very funny yeah jim carrey's very like ooh, ah, you know <laughs> he's kind of like ooh. <laughs> he was like running in those revolving doors yeah. his face would be going all over the place I'm glad Will Ferrell was Elf. Totally. And the last thing I have is that apparently throughout filming, Will had like a lot of headaches. 
throughout filming just because of all the sugar that he had to eat. And I'm like, I'm sorry, you're being paid to eat sugar. Like, calm down. Just take a paracetamol and get on with it. What is my dream job? Get paid to eat M&Ms? Come on! <laughs> the dream job doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. It dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Okay, best supporting character. Now, Gimbal's manager, we've just got to start with that. Phase on love. Barney and I have got so much love for him. His comedic timing is perfection. He's so good. Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! I know him. <laughs> He's just that character that you can't help but fall in love with. Even though you're not really supposed to like him, he's like a bit bossy and he forces Buddy to work there for a bit. He's just, he's just so funny. I wanted to give a shout out to Deborah, the PA. She just had some really great moments. Even the first time I meet her when she's on the phone, she's like, oh, I don't know, Connie. I've never declawed kittens before. How many? Eight. What scenario is this? And then she's like, bring it by the camper. Does that mean that she's so underpaid by Walter that she doesn't even live in an apartment? She lives in like a camper van somewhere in like Hoboken. Yeah, she's like the cat lady. Yes. You're from the North Pole. She's so cute. Yes. Oh, you're an elf. 
I want someone to send me a Christmas gram. Honestly, are these real things? Because I definitely want one or want to be one. In year seven, we had a play called My Father Christmas. And the director asked me and two others to go around all the other classrooms in costume to talk about the show and and try and convince people to buy tickets to come. So I was an elf. My friend Chris was Santa. And I was wearing like tights around school. It was great. I felt like my true authentic self. I want to give a shout out to the mum, Emily, because she is just so sweet and understanding and lovely. She finds out her husband has an illegitimate son and she's like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like, oh, I'm so happy for you. There's just no judgment. She's like, cool, just get on with it. She's just so understanding and lovely. And she has the cutest voice in the world. She's so <laughs> like, I don't know, soft and really sweet. <laughs> and even when Buddy makes her, you know, spaghetti with maple syrup for breakfast, she just humors him and like tries to eat it, which is so lovely. Aww. Like speaking of that family, Michael, he's a legend. <laughs> He's really funny. He's really cute. He's, what do you think he is, like 12, 13? He's old enough to think nothing's cool, but like secretly wants to run around a department store and decorate the house for Christmas. Also in the beginning scenes, um, you know, we have those few like claymation characters, like the Arctic Puffin and the Walrus. They, I just want to get, I just want to give a shout out to them. And the Snowman as well. Leon the Snowman. He looks like the KFC man. Anyone he else see this? It's the, what is it? The, the, the moustache and the beard, right? Yeah, and the glasses. I've never been a KFC kind of gal. Their chips are like cardboard. <laughs> so he's going to throw it out there. When um, Buddy's leaving for New York and uh, the Arctic Puffin's like, bye bye, Buddy. <laughs> and then the walrus is like, there, there. <laughs> so cute. I would love to pick some snowberries with the Arctic Puffin. Oh, so cute. And um, so apparently the the use of the kind of like claymation characters is a throwback to a Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer animation from like the 60s. And it just evokes that kind of like classic Christmas movie magic. I know that, that John Favreau was really intent on having as little CGI as possible in the film. Obviously when, you know, the... The sleigh and the reindeer flying, you could, you you have to do it for them. But mm. the other stuff, like the claymation and the forced perspective shots when Buddy is sitting next to all the other elves who look a lot smaller, mm. that's not special. That's not CGI. It's like just camera trickery to it's make amazing. the others look smaller. It's crazy. I think they did the same thing in Lord of the Rings. Not that I've watched it again. Sorry, audience, if you're. A Lord of the Rings fan. Maybe one day. <laughs> nah. Or maybe never. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, keep smeagle to yourself. I'm fine. <laughs> okay, so speaking of the naughty and nice list. Now, I personally think our best supporting character should be Charlotte Denon, New York One. <laughs> That's her full name. That's her full name, by the way, if you if you guys were wondering. It's just that moment at the end. It's just so iconic. Michael is going through the naughty and nice list. He's like, what's your name? And she's like, Charlotte Denon. And then he reads the list and it says, 
Charlotte Denon wants a Tiffany engagement ring and for her boyfriend to stop dragging his feet and commit already. <laughs> She's like, who told you to say that? <laughs> Honey, we are all Charlotte Denon, am I right? <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> I also want to give a shout out to one of the others on the uh, nice list. Derek Lawson wants a day of pampering at Burke Williams Spa. And it cuts to that, like, biker bar, and everyone is looking at this one guy, and he's like, uh, must be another Dirk Larson. <laughs> so good. I would love a day at a spa. 100%. Burt's Williams Spa, if you're listening, please sponsor the podcast. <laughs> Hand massaged in London. <laughs> So next up, we are talking about best outfits. And I want to kick off with Buddy's green and yellow iconic elf suit. It's just, ah, it's beautiful. So here's my question. How did he keep those tights so clean? He travels the world, basically. He goes all the way from the North Pole. He gets attacked by a raccoon. Honestly. And he's, like, squatting on, like, a block of ice. He's, like side shuffling down the Lincoln Tunnel. Eating gum what? off the subway. Yeah, and like, honestly, those tights definitely smell like toe sweat and balls. <laughs> Thank God smell vision is not a thing in 2020, you know? And honestly, not a ladder in sight. How does he do it? Give me your secret, buddy. I've been trying mm. to do that clear nail varnish trick all my life. So you've got you've to teach me some stuff. Whoever said the clear nail varnish trick worked sits on a throne of lies. Now, I have to say, there's a lot of accessories in this film, which I like. We've got Papa Elf's half-moon glasses. So cute. Very Yuletide. Festive. I'm into it. We've got pom-poms going on with all the elves. Fluffy and cute. And the little elf shoes that have the curl at the tip. Oh, so cute. Very, very sweet. I wouldn't mind some slippers like that. (laughs) Very, like, Moroccan market vibe. Aladdin vibe yeah 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 I'm into it I'm into it and also when Santa is in the orphanage at the beginning those black mm-hmm. chunky boots very Instagram 2020 <laughs> <laughs> everyone's like oh I I copy Miranda Kerr well let me tell you who starts the trends <laughs> Santa <laughs> Santa Claus <laughs> Obviously, you've spoken about Buddy in his elf costume, but there's also the iconic moment where he's been dressed up by his dad, Walter, um, and he's got, like, the long tan-coloured trench coat, the scarf, and also kind of that Russian cap. Yes, the kind of, like, fluffy, flappy, like, furry hat thing. Yes. Very practical, but I feel like people who wear those, it's like, oh, but you're not living in Russia, so you don't really need it. It's a bit OTT. Just get a beanie like everyone else. (laughs) Honestly, if my dad is listening to this, which I'm sure he is, dad, give up the Russian hat. You have never been to Russia. (laughs) Please. Put it down. (laughs) The closest I've been to Russia is vodka at the bar. Am I right? (laughs) Oh, I can't even clink my glass. Oh, Thank you. Damn Ikea plastic. (laughs) I would love to give a quick shout out to Jovi on the date with Buddy. She's wearing this kind of bucket hat, which the the pattern kind of looks like buttons, although I I know it isn't actually buttons stuck on. 
probably very of its time in 2003. So good on you, Jovi. <laughs> also, do you want to be wearing a you know chunky bucket hat on the first date? It's very risky, but then I think if a guy likes you in a chunky bucket hat, then he's probably a keeper. (laughs) She'd fit in Shoreditch. (laughs) I think I follow her on Instagram. Speaking of hats, we need to talk about the most iconic outfit, which has to be Michael (laughs) in his hat with a side cap. Because he's obviously too cool to wear his cap front facing. It's got to be on the side. Oh, that Nike cap. That is just so good. So just picture it. He's got that hat on. He's got his big beige puffer coat, his paperboy bag. (laughs) (laughs) He's so good. No wonder all those boys were throwing snowballs at him. Yeah, because he thought he was like the sixth Backstreet Boy. Oh, (laughs) Oh dear. Oh, Michael. I mean, very, probably very cool in 2003. I think so. Like, he was wet, like, rocking it, you know? He had at least two friends in school. So, yeah, he was doing something right. What were we wearing in 2003? I think I had an orange South Park t-shirt, despite me have never seen an episode of South Park, and matching orange trousers that had a zip three quarters of the way down. So if I wanted to make my trousers become three quarter length trousers I could just zip them off and I thought wow orange and orange such a look I had a light pink bomber coat I thought that was like high fashion it was like an H&M kids (laughs) classic (laughs) H&M kids is good I think that was a really good shout yeah but then that makes up for the fact that I wore a gypsy skirt to the school disco Hey, they were very fashionable at the time. My mum said I look cute. <laughs> but yeah, that side cap is high class. And it's do a comeback any day now, right? Nike, if you're listening, that cap, we need it back in stock. Christmas 2020. <laughs> Please save this year with a side cap. Please, just do it. <laughs> All right, so best musical moment. Now, this film is composed by a guy called John Debney. Um, You can listen to the soundtrack on Spotify if you're interested. And there's some really nice Christmas songs in this film, obviously. Well, duh, it's a Christmas film. But do you want to tell me one of your favourites? Yeah, the first one that I love is when Buddy first arrives into New York. And he just comes out the Lincoln Tunnel. He looks up and he can see the Empire State Building. And there's a song that plays called Pennies from Heaven, which is apparently it was a Frank Sinatra original, but it's covered in this one by a different artist. And it's just that amazing New York montage where he's like walking along. He's eating the gum off the subway entrance. He's like waving to someone who's trying to just hail a taxi. He's... (laughs) getting his shoes polished but he's finding that ticklish at the same time and he's like running in and congratulating that cafe for the world's best coffee but yeah that's just a really nice musical moment that kind of runs underneath that scene which I like it's not really a Christmas song but it still feels really festive I really like the scene where Buddy is decorating the toy department and he's making it look like the North Pole so he's like made it all gold and white and he's cut up loads of snowflakes and Winter Wonderland is playing in the background. But he's also making like the Empire State Building out of Lego. And he does the Mona Lisa on the etch and sketch. And then it pans onto all those Elmos. 
Do you remember the YouTube video of the Tickle Me Elmo on Fire? No? Yes. Sorry. Traumatic. Elmo says, don't show that again. (laughs) I'm scared. But that is such an iconic song. Walking in a winter wonderland. Sleigh bells ring. Are you listening? Mm -hmm. Oh, she's still going. Send us a DM if you want. A Christmas a cappella album from Emily Sanford. Negative one DMs. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of a cappella, I love when Buddy comes into Walter's office and Walter's like, Oh, you're a Christmas ground, don't you have a song to sing? And Buddy's like, A song? Uh, okay. And he's like, I'm here with my dad and we never met and he wants me to sing him a song and I was adopted, but you didn't know I was born, so I'm here now. I found you, Daddy, and guess what? I love you, I love you, I love you. What what tune is this? <laughs> it's so cute. cute. I'd love no. a Christmas remix of that song. <laughs> Throw some jingle bells on and you're, you're golden. I love you, I love you, I love you. <laughs> You know, at school, when you got to, in music class, when you got to play with the keyboard sound effects, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> come on, come on. DJ, DJ. Yes! <laughs> whoever is a music teacher literally has the best job ever. Like, none of those kids in your class are going to be Mozart. So all you have to do is sit there whilst they pretend to strum a guitar. <laughs> we should also give a shout out to the scene where Buddy is sent to work in the mailroom of the Empire State Building and he's been given some alcohol I guess for the first um, time and it cuts to him doing that kind of like you know the kind of like Russian dance where you like you squat and then you jump up and you like rest on your heels and then you yes. squat again like oi oi and um, they're singing like whoop there it is Oh, there it is. Kwani and I rewatched the film before we record this. And when I watched that, I was like, I miss nights out so much when we are allowed to go back out, have freedom again. I'm going to be Shakira on the dance floor. Completely. And you know me, like, I'm not one for, like, long nights at the club. I The only reason I go out is so that I can get greasy food at the end of the night. <laughs> Saying that, if I can have one night and just, like, live out my ariana grande fantasy i would be there my shoes would be filled with blood because i'd be dancing so much we can't not touch on that shower scene where jovi's showering before work and she's singing baby it's cold outside and buddy hears her and, and joins in and it, it's supposed to be a cute moment but actually it's a little bit creepy and like he shouldn't be in the girl's locker room and also the song is very problematic but it's still iconic. It's still, everyone remembers it. So I definitely want to give a shout out to that. Baby, it's cold outside. <laughs> Do you know what? The Adina Menzel version with Michael Bublé is perfection. Yeah, but she forgot the words when she performed it on The X Factor. I know that's such a niche reference, but I remember it. And it was so cringe to watch. <laughs> My guy friend said to me the other day, he said... There's only two things you can guarantee in life. That's death and Michael Bublé at Christmas. And he isn't wrong. (laughs) He is not wrong. And thank God he's not. (laughs) Yeah, no, that song is a bit... It was written nearly like 100 years ago and it was of a different time. But the imagery behind the song isn't the most 
woke. She's like, hey, what's in this drink? And it's like, <laughs> yeah, that's sleeping pills that he's crushed in. Don't drink it. Having said that, if Michael Bublé said to me, just stay, <laughs> I'd probably be like, okay. <laughs> My concerned parents at home can wait. Do you know what I yeah. mean? And she's like, and father will be pacing the floor. Send father a text saying, hey, I'm going to be back tomorrow. I'm having sex with Michael Bublé. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, yeah, obviously, we are so blessed that this film gave us a chance to listen to Zoe Deschanel sing. Um, I don't know if you know, Emily, but Zoe Deschanel is one half of a band called She and Him, and they have released two Christmas albums. And oh. the first one, at least, is very good. So, yeah. hmm. do you know what? Releasing a Christmas album is such a good idea if you're an artist. Like, the royalties are just on fire mariah carey she is like living her best life because of her christmas album remember when we saw her in concert and let me tell you she is so rich because she said to the audience that on christmas day she has real reindeer in her garden i read i think she gets about four million dollars in royalties alone every year just because of that song she recorded 26 years ago oh honey your kids are getting those airpods that's so lovely Those kids are owning Apple at that rate. So we uh, we we get to hear Zoe Deschanel sing, who's so good in that scene. But it's actually, I think, the last scene where she sings that we are going to crown best musical moment. Oh, yes, we are. So it's when Jovi basically decides that there needs to be some more Christmas spirit. And she thinks, OK, do you know what? I'm just going to stop being shy about singing in public. And she goes and basically stands in the crowd and then she starts singing, Santa Claus is coming to town. He's making a list. <laughs> He's checking it twice. And then everyone like, turns around, don't they? <laughs> it was so good. Wouldn't you just die on the spot? Well, it takes you... a long time for everyone else to join in. So she's just singing alone for a while. Do you know what? Fair play to Emily because her and her cute little voice, she really steps in. She can't sing, but it's fine. She sings, <laughs> he sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. <laughs> he knows if you've been bad or good. <laughs> also, he sees you when you're sleeping. Santa sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. (laughs) He loves it when you shower. (laughs) Deleted lyrics. So next we're moving on to best quotes. And oh my God, Emily, I did not realise how much of this dialogue is quotable. It's such a funny film. Of course it's quotable. Now, our podcast is usually like 35 minutes. It's probably going to be about 50 because there's so many quotes. <laughs> I feel like we should just get straight into it. Um, right at the beginning when Buddy is testing the jack-in-the-boxes in the North Pole, he overhears a conversation between two of the elves. And <laughs> they go, hey, foom foom. <laughs> hate to do this to you but can you help me with those etch sketches he's like no problem and he goes thanks man i appreciate it i already got lum lum and choo choo pulling doubles <laughs> <laughs> lum lum and choo choo <laughs> honestly 
whoever wrote this, where is the Academy Award? Seriously, M.M. and Bon Bon love that. <laughs> so good. Right at the beginning, there's another elf quote, which is when Papa Elf is explaining like the different kind of jobs elves can have. Mm. And then he's like, there's the elves that make shoes while the old cobbler sleeps. And then there's an elf that goes, lazy bum, couldn't even make a clog. The elf what? that bakes cookies in a tree. I want to make shoes. <laughs> I would love to bake cookies on a tree. <laughs> that sounds like such an ideal job. How so awesome. awesome. Right. Except for the, the risk of fire. <laughs> I also like when Buddy's like, it seems I'm not an elf. And then they're like, of course not. You're six foot three and you've had a beard since you were 15. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh been there like bum fluff on the chin oh i see you're either growing a beard at 15 or you're like still waiting for a beard at 25 there is no in between i also love when santa is giving advice to buddy before he goes to new york and he's like (laughs) and if you see a sign that says peep show that doesn't mean that you look at presents before christmas present if you want just a different type of present you're used to Dirk Larson wants that along with his spa oh no (laughs) so there's there's the line where um the fake Santa Claus is like oh 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 what are you talking about I'm Santa Claus no you're not oh why of course I am and then (laughs) buddy goes well if you're Santa what song did I sing for your birthday this year and he's like uh Happy birthday, of course. <laughs> and and Buddy's like, oh, damn, that is such a good one. Actually, anytime that Buddy's in the department store is so funny. When he's um walking through the perfume department and she's like, passion fruit spray? And he's like, fruit spray? Sure. And he grabs the bottle and sprays it directly into his mouth. He's like, Oh my god, imagine working on the Estee Lauder counter and someone comes in and does that. You'd be like, Oh my god, cool security. (laughs) Hey, speaking of, oh my gosh, that line where um, he's doing the Christmas Gram song and um, Walter whispers to his PA Deb, I think we should call security. And she's like, Good idea. And then Buddy jumps in and is like, I like to whisper too. (laughs) (laughs) And then the security guards, when they're dragging him out, is like, yeah, yeah. Why don't you go back to Sandyland? <laughs> Sandyland. That's cute. That's cute. Okay, now obviously it's no secret that Faze on Love is my favorite character in this <laughs> film. And when he's like, "There's no singing in the North Pole." Yes, there is. No, there's not. <laughs> it's delivery. It's so amazing. <laughs> And also when he's talking to Jovi and he and he's like, six inch ribbon curls, honey. And she's like, that's impossible. Six inches. You seen the place? Pretty good. They must have brought in a professional. I don't know why, but someone's gunning for my job. But look, let's stick together on this. If you get wind of anything, call me on my radio. Channel free, code word is Santa's got a brand new bag. <laughs> Santa's got a brand new bag. So good, honestly. He's got a million. Everything is quotable when it comes to face on love. There's a classic quote which Buddy says, but the moment that I really love is when he's waiting for Michael to finish school. And he's like, Michael, 
it's me, your brother. Like, and he's chasing after Michael because he's like, oh my God, get me away from this crazy man. And he's like, wow, you're fast. I'm glad I caught up to you. I waited five hours for you. Why is your coat so big? So, good news. I saw a dog today. Have you seen a dog? You probably have. How was school? Was it fun? Did you get a lot of homework? Huh? Do you have any friends? Do you have a best friend? Does he have a big coat too? <laughs> <laughs> it's a big old coat. It was, he's going to grow in. You know when your parents are like, oh, you'll grow into it. You never grow into it. Just buy something no. friends. <laughs> and Michael also has that line when he's having dinner with the family and Walter, his dad, is like, I'm going to take my food into the bedroom. I've got a lot of work to do. And then Michael says to his mom, can I eat in my room? And she's like, no. And he goes, why not? Dad's eating it in his room. I'm way behind on my homework and I got a bunch of stuff to go over. <laughs> Where's he from? Chicago. Hey, Mr. <laughs> Pass me the condiments. Oh my gosh. He thinks he's from West Side Story. Buddy said something that really resonates with me at the moment. Um, Emily says to him, so did you sleep okay last night? And Buddy goes, great. I got a full 40 minutes. That is me during 2020. Honestly, anxiety is real, y'all. It'll keep you up all night. (laughs) So I'm thinking that we should go with buddy when he's describing his journey from the north pole to new york he goes and then i traveled through the seven levels of the candy cane forest past the sea of swirly twirly gumdrops and then i walked through the lincoln tunnel (laughs) (laughs) i love that i think that just like encapsulates the entire film in one quote apparently during filming there were like a couple road accidents when they were filming that Lincoln Tunnel scene because the drivers couldn't believe that they were seeing Will Ferrell in an elf costume like walking through apparently there were actual road accidents are you serious you'd be like um have I been like drinking at the wheel (laughs) (laughs) again (laughs) for those road accidents alone we need to give that best quote 100% it's stop traffic okay so now we're doing can we discuss our favorite section of the podcast so I want to kick off with Jovi and I know I've already mentioned this but what the hell kind of name is Jovi seriously it's like (laughs) you're a walking talking Starbucks cup (laughs) (laughs) apparently Starbucks intentionally write your name wrong so that you will post a picture of it on social media and and then therefore advertise starbucks smart advertising well i believe that Mm -hmm. i want to believe that because you're just upset that they keep calling you blagney blagney i've had bernie i've had varby i've had zortex like i just want to know what jovi sees in buddy you know obviously he's very nice but like you can't deny he's a bit weird yeah he is weird did she just like look at his size 13 elf shoes and go ho 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 (laughs) she is a ho 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 no (laughs) oh Oh my god God. yeah I don't know I don't know maybe she's lonely at Christmas and just wants the warmth of an elf you know but hey you gotta get it where you can get it you know 100% and like maybe we should discuss their first date um, can you call it a first date i mean it's him running around a revolving door for most of the evening <laughs> that is like literally the worst if you get set up on a date and then 
just I mean not that this has ever happened to me but you know when you're just like you're trying to be polite (laughs) yeah you're like humoring them but really it's like oh my god when is my next train yeah my standard is the Ned don't take me to this (laughs) crappy coffee place (laughs) having said that they go ice skating and I love ice skating well that's because you have Scandi in your in your veins I cannot get on with ice skating at all oh the boots hurt my shins you need to have thick socks and to be honest you need like 10 minutes to warm up because when you first go on the ice if you go ice skating in London it's like the shiniest wet ice rink in the world and there's always that wanker from like Canada like doing a figure of eight Oh, because I've always got that fear of me falling and someone skating over my fingers and my <laughs> fingers chopping off. Even though that's probably never happened in life. <laughs> but there's just, there's always that fear. Oh. I feel like Santa in this film is kind of a terrible character. Come with me on this journey. So Buddy has lived on the North Pole for 30 years, right? Why didn't they build a bigger house or even just give him a chair that it's his own size like these elves are all carpenters they have the ability to build a bigger chair why are they forcing him to sit in these tiny things exactly um so then my next point was that santa obviously knows all about new york and like what to do and what not to do and he knows that buddy is not going to do well there and yet he's still fine with like sending him off without any further info whilst wearing tights may i add and he literally makes him walk the whole way to New York, even though Santa has a sleigh that can clearly make his journey very quickly. Honestly, he- the North Pole is garbage. Yeah, he could have said, okay, Rudolph, you're like our extra reindeer anyway, because usually it's only the other six who fly, apparently. Um, so Rudolph could have just like given him a ride to New York. And at the end, it's like, oh, okay, cool, Santa. You send the guy out on his own without even trousers and now you need his help to fix the engine like okay cool good one you sound like a real stand-up guy i don't know there's just a lot of choices in this film i'm like santa could have done better but you know he's stressed it's christmas it's like the wonder of the year (laughs) he has to work so we'll let him off yeah working on christmas hope he got double pay um (laughs) (laughs) okay so let's discuss the most important thing is Santa Claus real? I mean, is that even a question? Of course he's real. Yeah, of course. I just don't really understand why people don't believe in him, to be honest. I mean, he literally stars in this film. What more proof do you need? Who else is putting out the presents? Our parents? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, how would they know that I wanted the five Spice Girl Barbie dolls for Christmas? I wish that was a joke. Yeah, Santa is so real. And do you know what? He's such a grateful man as well. Because one year we ran out of mince pie. So then my dad suggested, oh, why don't you just put out some cheese and onion crisps? I'm sure he'll have that. And I was like, okay. And when I woke up in the morning, all gone. And the whiskey, which we left out for him. It's funny that. Yeah. That's so true. I mean, if like literally 7 billion houses are putting out mince pies, if I was Santa, I would kill for something savoury. Some kettle chips? Gimme, gimme. Oh my god. Or like, you know sometimes you get those sausages that are like cooked in honey? Oh, oh. I am dreaming of a sausage Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> hey, aren't we all? 
this pandemic's been going on for too long. I'm dreaming of a honey and sausage Christmas. Just like the one I used to know in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. End podcast. Abort. Abort. Podcast cancelled. My cheeks hurt. We just need to say that Father Christmas is real. So kids, if you're kind of like eavesdropping in on this podcast, just know mm. Santa is real. And if anyone tells you otherwise, don't listen to them. The day you stop believing is the day you stop getting presents. So, Emily, we have reached the trivia. There's not singing in the North Pole. Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay, so I'll start. What is the name of the engine Papa Elf made for Santa's sleigh back in the 60s? Huh? Name of the engine? He gives it like a nickname. Vroom Vroom? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, Barney, I'm a cotton headed ninny muggins. <gasps> You're not a cotton headed ninny muggins. <laughs> I actually don't know. It's called the Kringle 3000. Ooh. Fancy. Very fancy. Okay, my question for you. Where do reindeer get their magic from? Is it their hooves? <laughs> no. What is it? Christmas spirit. Well, I'm embarrassed. Hmm, you're going to have to have words with foom foom. <laughs> hey, you leave lum lum out of this. <laughs> okay, here's my next one for you. What are the elves' four main food groups? Candy. Yes. Candy canes. Yes. Candy corn. Yes. And syrup. Yes. Like sugar, huh? <laughs> is is sugar in syrup? Yes. Then yes. <laughs> you got it. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so now I want you to tell me the code of elves. There's three. You know, in the beginning scene where we see Will Ferrell for the first time and he's kind of like sitting at the desk and he's really massive. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the teacher's like, okay, now I want you to tell me the code of elves. Do you remember oh, those the three? Okay, so the, the last one is there's room for everyone on the nice list. Yes, that is one of them. Oh, God, I think that's all I know. Oh, God. um, It's like you should treat every day like Christmas. Yes. The final one, I'll give you a little bit of a clue. The last one is basically one of the main quotes of the film. You'll know it. It's something that Jovi says near the end. Oh, is it when she's like standing on this on that play thing? The best way to spread Christmas cheer is to sing it loud for all to hear. Yes, it's singing loud for all to hear. Woo! Oh, that took me a minute. <laughs> Emily, please tell me when Miles Finch left his little black book behind after the meeting about the Christmas books, what was the main story about? Was it about a peach? Yes! But I don't remember the rest. It was a peach in a farm. That was it. Oh, okay. So my question for you, in the beginning scene, when all the elves are making toys, yeah. They're getting a bit upset with Buddy because he's really slow and making etch sketches So, yeah. 
How short is Buddy on today's quota? He made 85, so he's how many off the pace? Is it 915? Yes! Yes! Okay, here's my one for you. Question number four. What did Michael want for Christmas? A real Huff skateboard. Yes! Real Huff skateboard. Well done! What was Jovi and Buddy's baby called? Uh, It was Baby Susie. Yes! Yes, after Buddy's mum, Susan Wells. Yes, very well done. So... Buddy sneaks into Santa's sack um, during the beginning of the film when he's at the orphanage. By the way, why are none of Santa's presents wrapped? When's he doing the wrapping? That's like the hardest bit. Anyway, um, when Buddy climbs out of the sack when he's back at the North Pole, Santa sees him and says, what? What in the name of Sam Hill is that? (laughs) Yes! And apparently Sam Hill is an American English slang term for the word devil, apparently. Yeah, Yeah, I looked that up as well. So speaking of Santa, when he's giving the advice to Buddy um, Mm -hmm. about moving to New York, he says, he says, there are 30 Ray's pizzas that claim to be the original, but the real one is where? On 11. Woohoo! Yes! Excellent! This film is full of gems. I'm so glad we deconstructed it. So, dear listeners, you know that I'm in Oslo, but I am going to be back during Christmas, so I need to get to London. And if my Scandinavian Airlines flight is cancelled because of COVID, how am I getting back? Well, I would suggest that you travel via iceberg through the seven levels of the candy cane forest and pass through the sea of swirly twirly gumdrops. And then, I don't know, maybe you could walk through the Lincoln Tunnel. (laughs) Sounds great. (laughs) I mean, if you want to end up in New York and then, I don't know, hitch a ride back to London. (laughs) So, guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Hey Now, Hey Now's Christmas Classics. And make sure to tune in next week for another iconic movie. I'm going to give you to the count of 10 to get your ugly, yellow, no good keister of my podcast. Keep the change, you Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Filthy animal. 